Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Kellen Patterson of the O'Kellen clan. Be <laughs> real talk, Midwest muscle in the house. Your ear, your radio, and your phone lines. We are everywhere. You can't run away from us. Don't even try. Anywho, people <laughs> be real talk in the house. And if you are a drug-free athlete looking for a solid foundation to stand on and the vehicle to drive your girls like what the right. Like, like a snack <laughs> truck through ice cream with chocolate and snickerdoodle sprinkles <laughs> and, and almonds. And maybe some almond milk and almond butter. <laughs> Maybe not Nutella. <laughs> Anywho, check us out at paypopymuffle.com and now let's chit chat with the banter. Hello, Desiree. Hello. Hello. I, I have to say, yesterday my husband gave me a start because he messaged me and he said, Aren't you guys on the air right now? <laughs> I was like, Did I forget to call in? And then I was like, Oh, wait a minute. It's Monday. So he had his days mixed up, and I didn't catch on there for a minute, not until after I had a slight heart attack. <laughs> but I totally just didn't call in. <sighs> so, but I'm here. Um, today Today could have almost been one of those days where I didn't make it, but I am here, and we are on a bikini streak. We are going to be talking again. Wait more. Clarify. Clarify. And more bikini. What's to clarify? It's bodybuilding, it's bikini, and this is like our We are on a guest. bikini streak. We are on a bikini, we are on a bikini streak. Bikini You're not going to have our streak. listeners going crazy. Oh, come on now. Our listeners should get that. We are on a streak of talking to bikini phenoms, and we're continuing That's what on we need this here. week. Thank you. There we Thank go. They right. got it. They understood it. Tell Kalen to give you guys more credit. And if and if he justly takes oh. the amount of credit you oh. do deserve, then oh. Oh. No, I even though you might try know. to throw me under the bus, the lady says does Des kiss her husband with that mouth? So there you go. There you go. Oh uh, well, there you go. And yes, I do. So there you go. Oh, I'm telling, I'm telling you, mama. That's right. That's right. You call her. You call her. I was trying to stand up for our guests, but if they don't, or our, our listeners, if they don't want to be stood for, then they can be Ooh, under the bus with Kayla. That's right. That's all I'm saying. Bam is right. Bam is right. So with that being said, let's just get on with the getting on. We have got uh, Bikini Pro, Anna DeLeon, on the phone. Anna? Please tell us more about yourself and say hello to Listener Land. Hello? Yep. Hey. All right. My phone cut out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it cut out right at the part where we were asking you to introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, man. Great, great timing. <laughs> yes, as you as you mentioned, um, I'm Anna on Bikini Pro. Uh I am a bikini pro in the NFS where I started, later the IFPA, which is now the IPE, and I became a WNBS pro, and that's where I stand now. And that is awesome. And, you know, I saw you compete. I'm trying to think, Kaylin. Was it at IPE World last time we saw Anna or that yes. I think I saw Anna or was it at another show? I think it was IPE World and I believe you did really well. In fact, you yes, were at least... Yep, yep. And I... Did you win? You were at least top three if you didn't win. I know that much. The one that I think I interviewed oh. with you guys, I won the bikini short and I fell short of the yes. overall against Weatherford. Yep. Yes, see, I knew yes. you did. You had a fantastic showing, and it and it was well-deserved. But that was a couple of years ago, and everybody knows my memory just ain't what she used to could. <laughs> but <laughs> I do remember that. Um, 
a pro, you clearly can hold your own. I mean, at IPE World, you were up there. You won the short class. You were head-to-head with Missy Weatherford, and you were holding it down. But how did you get to that point? What got you started in this whole bikini natural bodybuilding business? Um, I mean, like most of you are bikini athletes, I mean, I had a pretty athletic background. I did a lot of team sports in middle school up until high school. College, I took a little bit of time off from being athletic. I just focused on the book, got my degree in uh, physiological science because I pursued my degree in dentistry. So I'm actually a full-time general dentist on top of uh, Bikini Pro. And um, when I moved to South Texas, I ran into my very first coach. And on accident, I was looking for an ice bath. She said I had a different look. She's like, did you want to compete? I was like, wait, are those the girls that have the six packs at the gym? And from then I was hooked, and that was back in 2016. Wow. Very good. Very good. So kind of walk us through, like, your first show. So you found a coach. She she motivated you. You said, let's do it. And then you're competing. But that first time around, how did that go for you? Yeah, everything kind of happened by surprise. I was pretty, I'm pretty shocked by how it all began. Like I said, I ran into her by accident. Um, we actually attended a posing seminar with the NFS in, I believe it was in San Antonio. And the, the promoters for that posing seminar were actually holding a show. It was called the Mind Body Fuel. That was June 2016. And that was not the show I was planning to do at first. I was actually hoping to do this super show for the same federation a few weeks later. But the judges or the promoters at the posing seminar were like, hey, you're kind of stage ready. Did you want to just do this as a test run? And that was when I first jumped on stage, and I actually won my pro card then. <laughs> with oh, my gosh. Yeah. Very nice. I had no very idea. Nice. And then how <laughs> Well, that's okay. Clearly, you had an idea of what you were doing. You just didn't know that it was going to turn out that way. Um, and then you also became in a IPA, now the IPE Pro. So how did you get introduced to that organization? Well, at that time, back in 2016, I believe the NFS and the IFPA were affiliates. So if you had a pro card and you, and you won in your class with more than, I believe, is it five? I forget the rules exactly. Uh, you actually qualify for the IFP, IFPA world. So I decided, hey, let's keep going after those two June shows, and we uh, we went for it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you are. And, yeah, you know, rules have changed a little bit over the years, and I know we've had a past guest that was kind of trying to remember how they went. And, you know, once upon a time, and I think it's different in different organizations, but at least with the NANDF and on the amateur end, um, in order to become pro, you had to win your class and then you had to win the overall, and then that's how you earned your pro card. And like I said, it's different for every organization. But I do believe you are correct that there has to be at least a minimum of five competitors in a class. Yes. for you to um, yes. receive an invitation. So, so yeah, and sometimes that's hard to come by because some pro shows, they're super shacked, and others, not so much. And even on the amateur end, although bikini, I don't think, other than maybe in the master's category, they've never really had that problem of meeting the minimum requirement of the number of no. competitors because the bikini generally shows up in force. And uh, oh, I know, Kaylin, sure. you were having some – issues with audio are you still having that or is that clearing back up for you no it's it's uh, it's been consistent it's it's just ongoing <laughs> okay well you may not be able to hear us well but you sound great so hopefully you're able okay. to uh track track along enough because this next question from deborah i think would be a good one for um everyone to chime in in she says the IPE world, you guys have spoken well of it, but I've never heard of it being one of the bigger year-ending shows. As a competitor, what's it like backstage, and what makes competing in that show worth it? Uh, Anna, your thoughts on that? Oh, there's a reason I've been back three years in a row. It's a it's a well-run show. 
the promoters do a really good job of taking care of their athletes. It's very well organized. The judging has been spot on, I would say, pretty consistently for the last three years. And overall, it's a great show. You know, and I've never um, competed at the IPE Worlds, but I will say the times that I have been there, just the caliber of athlete that shows up, and, you know, and I don't mean for anyone to take that the wrong way, but when you hit the IPE Worlds, I mean, it is just physique after physique after physique that is ready to battle. Oh, for sure. And that's exactly how a pro show should be. And they show up in in solid numbers, and it's just one of those shows where the pros want to be. At least that's what I've experienced sitting in yes. the in the uh, spectator seats. Yeah. yeah, Kaylin, what do you have to add to that? Well, you know, the, the world, well, any show in that region, in particular, let's just be honest, any show in that region, you had better bring your your absolute best. Because you will either be handed your buttocks pretty handily, or you'll be humbled and, and shamed if you go with the with the subpar physique. The, these guys, this is like uh, the best of the best and the elite. So, uh, as a fan, you get to see top notch athletes in masses, and I'm, I'm, that's no play on words and no pun intended. Uh, there's a lot, like like Dad said, there's a lot of physiques out there, but they know when they show up on those stages, you you better be bringing your your best. It's not not one for the faint of heart, and and the judges are very well experienced, and they do give feedback, and sometimes people just aren't ready to hear it. So you know, any any show in that region, um, you better bring your best, and the world being the upper echelon of it. It's just one of those shows that uh, they they really spoil the athletes. It's well run. uh, It's well expedited. And uh, I think the athletes are really treated like athletes, and the pros are are really treated like pros. So, I mean, they they spoil them rotten, and I know that's a good draw. And it's also well-backed and well-appreciated by the fans as well. So there's always a good attendance there as well. So, you know, all, all the things line up well in that region and, you know, natural athletes are, are really on their own in, in that area. So it, it's really impressive to see what we see, but it's also very impressive to see the support that's given down in that region. And I, I'm always impressed with that. Uh, this last show was uh, no different than the, than the one I attended. So it's, it's always great when you have good shows, but it's always great when you have top-notch athletes coming in mass to compete against each other because they want to do the best against the very best, and that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah, without a doubt. And I would say, you know, it's not a veteran show like the Yorton, um, the OCB Yorton or the INBA, PNBA, um, Natural Olympia, but it, it definitely holds its own, and it draws the same caliber of pro and it's just nice because then the shows are, you know, your typical end of the year, big shows. It's just um, they're spread out really nice because you have the Yorton on the East Coast. You've got the IPA Worlds in the Midwest, and you've got the Natural Olympia in Vegas. So they just kind of work their way across the U.S., and it's just a nice distribution, I think. So, um Deborah, if you haven't checked it out, um, I highly recommend that you put it on your yes. uh, list of shows and uh, and plan Absolutely. to hit it. Plan to hit it. Um, this next the next question is from Bill. It's in the region. Oh, is Deb in that region? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. You should definitely check it out. Um, the next better. question is from Bill, and I think this is one for the whole group again. He said, bikini classes and men's physique classes have been growing leaps and bounds in bodybuilding. Now the men's classic physique class is taking off. What's the draw to have them growing so quickly, and what has so many showing up in such larger numbers than bodybuilding? So, Anna, not really a a direct question for your journey, but as a pro athlete and just watching the industry, what are your thoughts on that question? As Just as both classes growing as a whole, would you say? 
Yeah, he's wondering what's drawing. So bikini and men's physique have been taking off like hotcakes, and now men's classic physique is on the same track. He's wanting to mm -hmm. know what is the draw that has these classes growing so quickly and, and athletes showing up to compete in such large numbers over traditional bodybuilding. That's a good question. I mean, from my standpoint, I think it's because it's kind of, you could say it's the gateway, like the entrance of bodybuilding as a whole. It allows you to have it's a mm -hmm. stepping stone, basically, where you can build your muscle and mature the muscle as well and grow and try, maybe try and explore the different classes as you build your body, I would say, in a way. I don't think, I think it's tough genetically to jump straight into bodybuilding or women's figure without that foundation of bikini or men's physique. Yep. Yep. I would agree. I can see that. Kaylin. Yeah. Um, I, I think with the, with the mature muscle, it, it takes time. And I, I appreciate coaches that are understanding that it's not something that's overnight and for the enhanced competitor, it, it might, it what it, no, it's not might, it is a lot easier, but for the natural athletes, we have to work our bodies, learn our bodies. And then there's trial and error. And I think that's one of the biggest things that uh, has really uh, given bodybuilding class, the bodybuilding class kind of a, a kick in the butt that we need to, to address our bodies a little bit better. And when, when, when you have the ones that are on that level of muscle maturity, we need to do more. And I think some, and they, some of them have been jumping in the wrong class and they've been scored correctly. They just don't understand the criteria for those classes. Because I've seen a lot of figure girls in, in bikini and they're doing figure kind of poses because the coaching didn't address what they were supposed to be doing. So, you know, a, a lot of times it's a, it's a hit or miss. Uh, on the amateur side, uh, on on the pro side, they're pretty much developed as to what and who they are, as far as character presentation and things of that nature. But on the bodybuilding amateur side, I think people are still learning their bodies, and sometimes you're not lined up with the right coach or with the right uh, person of knowledge that can put you in the right class. So you know, I I think that's going to buffer some, to where it's not taking such a hit for so many years because there's a lot of bodybuilders in classic physique and there's a lot of bodybuilders in men's physique. They just don't know that they're bodybuilding physiques because every guy seems to think they're always too small to be bodybuilding. And the ones that don't have a problem with being bodybuilders sometimes are too small. So it's kind of funny and the dynamic has me laugh sometimes that shows but when you can address them and, and speak to them as, with experience, there's a better understanding on that side. With bikini, I think women were just understanding that they weren't going to look like enhanced uh, women. And when they understood that you could lift weights and understand that, then that door was just ready to be, that floodgate was just ready to be open. Uh, with men's physique, we had a lot of guys that were just doing an awful lot of uh, upper body and no leg work. So, you know, that <laughs> class fit them really well as, as well. So, you know, there was a lot, there's a lot of parameters that went into it, but bodybuilding hasn't really taken the hit it has. I think uh, what has hurt bodybuilding most is with all these different classes coming in, there's no set definition of what bodybuilding is supposed to be, what size, shape, look, and it's, it's been a lot of confusion. So I think once all of that gets weeded out, uh, bodybuilding will grow again, no pun intended again, and uh, we'll have a better representation on stage. Yeah, I think uh, both Anna and Kaylin have hit both sides of this equation. I think um, especially with bodybuilding and men's, not bodybuilding, bikini and men's physique, it's a great entry point that um, – women especially may, didn't have before, and so it's a lot less intimidating to get started in the sport, which I think is fantastic, because I think you've had women that were in the gym, but they just, you know, weren't confident enough to really jump in at a figure level. So, but, you know, I've said, and I will continue to say, a lot of bikini, especially pro bikini figures, 
I feel um, they're getting harder <laughs> and bigger all the time. And I think um, that we do have a lot of bikini physiques that really should be figure, but because bikini is a whole different attitude, it's a whole different stage presence, um, there are some women that just prefer bikini over figure, and they're just not going to head that direction. And I think for men's physique, again, it's an each, it's an easier entry point to gain experience, gain confidence, and then move up. But I also think with that, um, sometimes it's just plain fear. You don't think that you necessarily can do it, so you don't. And, you know, it might be very daunting to just be like, okay, I'm going to be a bodybuilder when you have this image of, you know, Kai Green and whoever else you might be thinking of, of that being the bodybuilding physique to chase after when in all reality, you know, what the natural body um, has to offer is far more attainable and, you know, it can be done even if you think that you could never be that person. (laughs) Yes. Can, Can I jump in? You can jump in. Go right ahead. Yeah, well, I, I was just, you know, I'm just thinking about uh, Richie Lopez uh, being in, in men's classically. If any category fit a person to a T, that would be him because he is phenomenal in that realm. But if you put him in bodybuilding, he was more gifted with stylish posing, and then the mandatory is he suffered. And he, he couldn't figure out, you know, why do I love this as much as I do? And it's just such a struggle. So, you know, some people, they do fit the categories they, they end up in, but it just takes some coaxing to get them out of the understanding that this just ain't you. I mean, because a lot of us have a mindset, we're so driven. And God bless our hearts for, for being that driven. And our passion drives that motor. But sometimes we're headed in the wrong direction. And and like like you and Misty, I, I I you're just blessed to to own the stages in in the category you're in. And then there's some. I uh, I was talking to uh, oh uh, Rico, not not Phil Ricardo, but there's another Rico we have, and he was doing uh, bodybuilding poses in classic physique because he just wanted to try it out. And I said if he looked any harder, he would have been granite or a brick. Because he was so <laughs> off base with what he was doing, and and he was like, you know, and so I had called Richie over there, and uh, Lopez was helping him with some of the poses, and he was so stiff it looked like an ironing board. So you know, we we have this mindset <laughs> that we can do it all, and and God bless our hearts that you know I I love when Ivy always says that when I'm trying too hard, and she says God bless your heart because I I just know that I've overstepped my bounds, and and, and we need those reminders as athletes, because in our mindset, we can do everything because that's what gets us to the, the places we are. But, you know, it's, it's some of us just own our craft so well in, in the craft, in the categories we're in. I really couldn't see them somewhere else. And that, you know, that's, that's, that's basically place marking people, but it's, it's, it's fair to say they own their craft as well as they do that they fit it that well. So I just wanted to add that because, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a hit or miss. And I'm, I hope we're not steering people away from what they want to do, but it's also sometimes, you know, I as much as I love uh, bowling and, and, and golf, it's just not going to happen for me. And I, I had to be taught that. It's not something that I had to accept, bro. You know, I was just, I was just oh, going Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, and, and that is good, and it's always good to have that perspective. <laughs> So I guess what you're saying is we're not going to see you on a classic physique stage anytime soon. <laughs> I I would be way too big, and it it would be funny to watch it because like I don't care how good my posing routine would be, it would still be going against everything that I am because you know I've been placed in bodybuilding and blessed to be there, but because I've worked so hard to look like a bodybuilder. It, it would be hard to step out of that now because even the judges see me in that round. That's true. That's true. That's a that's a good that's a good point or a good perspective. All right, guys, I'm going to move us on to this one. I think we've got another question for the group. The group, thanks. Um, this one is from <laughs> Jacob. 
And actually, this is a really good one. It's a question I would have wanted to hear from you anyway, Anna. But he says, I've tried to prep for a first-time show for almost three years now, and something always keeps me from finishing. It's a grueling process. Why do you guys even bother, and what makes you want to do more? Not matter and envy. I just need a motivating factor to actually want to finish. So, Anna, what keeps you motivated to keep going in this sport? That's funny you asked that because I actually just came from this past weekend with a friend who was an old coach, and we were trying to determine my why. And for some reason, despite I've been doing it for three-plus years, I can't pinpoint my why. I don't, I'm not like the athlete that has that wonderful, perfect answer, you would say, you know, that thing that's driving them. I think I'm still kind of chasing it. But for me, what keeps me motivated, I think it's just seeing your body change on a daily basis and just the entire process from start to finish. I'll sit there and I'll compare my photos from my very first show to my most recent show. And I'm like, man, I put in the work. And that's so rewarding. For me, I'm kind of a person, I'm a very goal-driven person. So when I can see the end result or I can picture it in my head, that's my driving force. Very good. Kaylin, how about you? Well, it's not easy. And this is something, I have been following the sport. Like I said, if I had the... If the only outlet I had would have been the enhanced side of it, I would have never even bothered because I if I was just sickened by it. There had to be a draw to it for me, uh, a reason for for doing it. And, you know, I was already in the sports well. I mean, I was entrenched in sports, and I love the team aspect of it. So that was something else that had kept me away from uh, bodybuilding because it seemed like a selfish uh, basically look at me kind of atmosphere and, and kind of a world. And so I just didn't relate to it until I got the backstory. And then I have, I was blessed to get backstage and see all the camaraderie, all the teamwork, all the love, all the family, everything that I was raised up in as a kid kind of connected with, with bodybuilding. So when you get around that kind of entity, your life changes, and, and it changed me for the better. And at some point, I understood the support factor. I understood the team factor. I understood the family factor. And all I had to do was do my part. And that just meant basically dieting, uh, giving my best, being a true competitor on stage, and, and, and giving and sharing everything I knew so others could get better like I was getting better from others teaching me. All of that is basically a, a good passion, a good driving force, but it also keeps you going because after the show's finished, you're still family. And, and there's a lot going on basically to get you if, you, if you want to step away from it altogether, you're going to have support in that. And if you want to be a force on the stage for the next four years, you're going to get support in that. And it's coming from the same people because they love you no matter what. And that's something that can always keep you wanting to come back because it's, it's addictive to be around positive people. And it, it, it's addictive to be around positive energy. And it's addictive to, to get into a gym and have people share the story that you're not nuts or crazy for wanting to torture your body to have it presented better. So all of those things are my why, and, and they, get, they keep me coming back for more because I know as, as, as I do it, there's thousands of people listening, there's hundreds of people watching, and even in my gym, there's many, many people that are following along of what I'm doing to see when I'm going to give up, if I'm going to give up, and why I would want to oh. give up. And so with that much force behind you, there's a lot of motivation to keep going. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. And I would say my why has even shifted. And you know there's really there's really nothing wrong, Anna. If you can't pinpoint what your why is, if you if you just love what you do and you get a rush out of what you do, then I think that's a good why right there. If it makes you happy, you do yeah. it. When it stops making you happy, you stop doing it. It it can really be that simple. 
But my why started in the very beginning. It was all about I needed a goal to help spur me along, if you will, Jacob, to to do the things I was wanting to do. I was wanting to change my eating style. I was wanting to develop some more, uh, some healthier habits than what I was doing, but I just wasn't doing it. I had the desire in my mind, but I hadn't, it hadn't set on fire in my heart yet. And so, um, you know, competing in my first show was the whole, the whole crux of moving me in the direction that I wanted to go. It was the giddy up. And I could have never imagined that I would have fallen in love with it like I did. And then from there, my wife became improving, uh, chasing that pro card. <laughs> and so things kind of shifted. Um, and then I achieved that, but it wasn't like a one and done. From there then, my why kind of shifted to all of you guys, like listeners and just people around me and my kids. Um, for some incredible reason, if you compete on stage and you stick with it, it just it gives you street cred. And people then are motivated with like, my gosh, my next door neighbor can do that. Well, maybe I can do that. Or, you know, I get the biggest yes. kicks when I hear my kids tell their friends that, my mom is a bodybuilder. <laughs> I don't know why I do, but I do. And it's just, um, you know, it's just as Kaylin was saying, not for maybe the same reasons, but, you know, if I hadn't been in this role, you know, health and wellness, I mean, eventually I would have arrived to the point where I was going to be an influence because that's my goal. I want to impact people's lives from a health and wellness perspective. But I think bodybuilding yeah. just kind of – pushed me into that forefront much faster. And um, and I stick with it because, A, I love the sport. I love the people that are in it. It keeps me on track when I don't want to stay on track. And trust me, I've spent plenty of time off the track. So it always draws me back to get on that track. And, um, you know, if it's going to help, you know, motivate people around me or give them confidence to ask the questions that they're not asking anyone else, then heck yeah, I, I'll keep doing it as long as I can, or at least will stay affiliated with the sport as long as I can. Because it just, as Kaylin was saying, it just draws the kind of people that fire me up. And they're passionate and they're yeah. motivated. And not all of them are about health, but you know, so don't don't get it twisted. Just because you're a natural bodybuilder doesn't mean you're about health. But there are far more people that are about health in this sport than aren't, and uh, that's what that's what charges my batteries. So I don't know, Jacob. Hopefully, you found something in there. Um, and if nothing else, you know, you can have the satisfaction of finishing something that you've been battling for three long years. Um, and even if you never do it again after your first show, you can say, I did it, I stuck with it, I completed it, and by George, no one can take that away from you. You set out to do what you were going to do. Kalen? Yeah, uh, he, he asked me, he goes, uh, he, I, I guess I just talked about, you know, what kept me in it. But what started me in it, Jacob, was uh, the fact of bad health in my family and the the way they were dying out and i was i had the chance to look back and see that none about nobody in my family was really dying of natural causes they were dead, die, dying of bad health and i think that's what had me stuck in sports as long as i i was and then i came to the point of you know what's after sports because i didn't want to become that uh, adrenaline junkie that became simply a junkie you know addicted to the high of of drugs instead of the highs of life so, you know, there was a lot of things that, that went into my, my thought process after sports because, you know, you're not going to be able to be 100% forever in, in certain sports, but in, in basically addressing your body and its needs, you can do that your whole life. And Phil Ricardo was one of those that was a, a mentor in that when he said, you know, that bodybuilding was the, the fountain of youth, and that kind of tapped into my, my brain to where, you know, this is something I can do for the rest of my life as a sport and never have to give it up until the day I die because health and fitness is with you until you stop being you and basically become dirt and six feet under. So that was one of those driving forces. <laughs> and I was more until than you ready basically to become dirt. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you know Anna, what? I'm gonna start. I really, I really need to just start posting best quote of the night after each show because tonight, <laughs> right now, that's the forerunner. Until <laughs> you basically become your Kalen Patterson. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It is funny. You know, some of the darndest things are said on this show, <laughs> and I've I've contributed my fair share, but I love it. It's awesome. And, you know, this show is supposed to be the Anna show, and it's turned into the Anna, Kaylin, and Desiree show. But I think, you know, I'm not going to apologize for that, but we definitely no, want like to hear more. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad. But we definitely want to hear more about you, Anna. And so, I mean, you're you're still active. You're still tearing up the stage. So what do you have left for this year? Are you still competing, or are you – focusing on 2020 already or what's kind of ahead of you? That's funny you ask. I actually just, I don't know if you saw my post. I just tried the, um, the amateur Olympia for the NPC just, just to see what it was like to try an NPC show. And um, I mean, I forgot how much I missed the stage. I, I may be competing again towards the end of this year. I just haven't pinpointed it yet because of different life life events that are coming up we just got a new puppy my sister just found out she's pregnant uh, my best friend is getting married a lot and we just opened up a new office which I just got promoted to the lead doctor so I kind of have to shift my focus a bit I'm still training yes still training but life happens and that it does. Well, congratulations on the promotion. That's awesome. Now, do your patients, you. I mean, how many of your patients know that you are a pro bikini competitor? Is that something that you share? Are they aware of it? Or they just thank your doctor, Anna? Uh, I, my, my boss jokes, he, he says we're going to post your, your photos up on the walls. But I was like, I don't think that's appropriate considering a majority of our patients are younger kids. <laughs> Uh, but when, parents, when when we have some fit parents that walk into the office and they kind of know how I walk or how I carry myself, they ask if I work out, and then they'll ask further questions about it. All my assistants know, and they ask me questions about their diet or how they can, you know, lose 20 pounds in a month. And I told them that's not that's not my uh not my advice to give. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, very good. Hey, you can't beat that. Now, one of the things that, uh, uh, well, this is from Sheila, and she's saying, you know, when she's in the gym exercising, nobody knew her until she started getting in shape, and then everybody wanted to give her advice on competing. She never wants to compete. She thought about it once, but it was more for other people coaxing her than actually doing it. Uh, I think she's on to something because, you know, like a lot of people don't really care until they see how driven you are. And then when you start getting super driven, that's when everybody wants to pitch in with some kind of advice and it's not really forthcoming or helpful. Uh, how have you been mm-hmm. through all of that? Because she likes to work out. She loves the show. And uh, so she wants, she's get, taking in all this information but it's more for health and not competition. What do you say to the women that do have the guys that always want to spot them and do have all the people that want to give, like, just bogus information and bro science is what Des and I call it. How do you address all that when you're keeping on your fitness? I mean, you just kind of have to take it in and let one ear and out the other because there's always going to be people like that out there. I just, when those people make those comments to me, I just nod and smile and I say, thank you. And then I'm like, I got to finish my set. I will talk to you later. Um, I actually have a posing, I have a posing client who actually just mentioned this, something similar like that today to me, saying that some male had made a comment about why don't you just take drugs? It'll make your, um, it'll make your process faster and you'll, you won't have to work out as much. But she was deeply offended. I told her, you just got to kind of, you got to, Throw that, you know, um, brush it off your shoulders because they're waiting for a reaction. They want you to say something, and you just need to not react to it and just keep pushing forward. 
Okay. Well, he was probably trying to sell some of those drugs, and that there he was waiting for her to say, oh, really? You think so? And yeah. I'm glad she did not. <laughs> I'm glad she did not. Because, you know, it's not about the shortcut, and it should never be no. about the shortcut. No. I mean, how often does the shortcut when it comes to health or, you know, a, a sundry other things in life, how often does that really work out the way it's supposed to? There's it definitely just doesn't. consequences. It just doesn't. Exactly, exactly. That would be like coming into the dentist's office and saying, well, you know, why don't you just, I don't know. I, I, I don't even have an example what you what a shortcut is in dentistry. I guess do your own, fill your own filling. It'll be better. It'll be less. It'll cost less. Well, a good example, let, let, me, let me give you a chance to do your own anesthesia, and then you, you yeah. set the dose. Yeah. Oh man. It, it's not going <laughs> to happen. Well, I, you guys. It's uh, not going to happen. Hold on. I, I, I was just at the, the Gateway Naturals in St. Louis, and it I'm, it's very funny that what you brought up about the, the wanting to help, and I, I put that in air quotes because basically it was just selling drugs, and it was from a supposed natural athlete. Uh, helping other supposed natural athletes get on stage, but it was always the NPC shows. But when it came down to the one-on-one talk, the lady had been approached about, you know, I can finally get that, get you weeded down where that fat isn't such an issue. And, I mean, he said it as a very uh, vulgar term, trying to really uh, hit, damage her mentally to push her to, to wow. do the drugs to show how close she was. And I was very offended, and I got to read some of the, the text messages and uh, it was really it was really hard to read because this guy was really pushing his drugs and pushing the drug agenda. But one of the things that he was trying to do was get her on the on his team. So basically, he was trying to steal from the, from uh, steal from another coach, and basically just to stock his uh, supply of, of basically clients, I guess. And he he was just really pitching the drug platform, and it really sucked because he was still wanting to do have them do natural shows. So, you know, it's 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 not that reality doesn't exist. It's a shame it does, and it's a shame there's people out there like that. So it, it's good, like you said, to have that kind of information out there, to have this kind of like armor so when you do hear that false information, you can fight against it. So I, I'm glad that you were able to stand up and speak out and not basically just, you know, push it to the side and have her make a choice that would have been less than healthy and less than wise. That's uh, I think you're, I mean, 100%, 100%. That was fantastic. And uh, a, side, a side thought, not related to anything, but I'm reminded of a uh, anesthesia dental story <laughs> that I'm going <laughs> to I'm just going to tell real quick. But so I had my wisdom teeth removed, right? And they had put me out. And um, so my mom had come to pick me up from the dentist's office, and she found me in the waiting room with a bowl of stickers, and she thought I was picking out stickers to uh, bring home to my kids, but yet I was peeling off all the backs and sticking them on myself. <laughs> so, uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I can't It was stickers. I wasn't eating anything, but, yes, I will. I, I was covered in stickers, and so that was some good stuff. Some good oh stuff that was yeah. going on there. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so, you know, I'm talking to a dentist. I have to tell at least one dental story, right? Right? Okay, right. Yeah, that's um, that's <laughs> a terrible analogy. <laughs> I know. I know. It was bad. It was bad. I didn't have a good one. Um, I do have a, com- a good comment here, though, from Charlene. And, uh, and no, I'm going to read this, and no, I'm not fishing for uh, anything here from Anna, but she says, I'm impressed with your guests as of late, so kudos to Anna and everyone we've had on. Yet I know you guys are just as driven to bring us even better guests, and yes, that is true. She's saying, as competitors, do they even understand how blessed they are to even have this kind of outlet? Well, thank you, Charlene, for the very kind words. And you know what? It's our privilege because Kaylin and I love the fact that we can highlight and showcase natural bodybuilding and all the people that make it what it is. So, I mean, it's it's our thrill. It's definitely our thrill to be able to do that. 
And I'm glad that we can do that because, you know what, natural bodybuilding has been underrepresented for far too long. And uh, we just need to keep pushing the bar on that. So let's keep pushing the bar on that. Let's keep pushing the bar on that. So this is, so you, you've been pro bikini now for a while and you're still, you're itching to get back on stage. And I know we kind of touched on this and I feel like I know what your answer is going to be, but do you ever feel like you want to just start from the beginning again and try figure as an amateur and work your way up or is just bikini is in your blood and that's it, it's it. And that's that. Um, Another big question. I, I, for my second show, I had gotten so lean that one of the competitors actually asked if I was considering competing in figure. I've tried figure poses. I actually helped one of the posing seminars or classes with Javier, one of your guests before from the INBA. Yes. Yep, yes. Yep. And um, one of the posing girls was a figure pro, Monica. I forget her last name. We were trying some of her poses, and I just – they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I, it's just like what Kellen, Kellen was saying. It's not me. I can't. Yeah. I can't pull off those poses. <laughs> I, I like. I like. The, whole- I, nothing. Nothing. Uh, figure is not artistic, but I like the, the fact that we can put our own little spin in our bikini poses and yeah. w- the tea walk as well. Well, and, uh, yeah. I, no, no, and I, 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 you know I'm that totally lat spread. That lat spread is something else. <laughs> if you could have seen the lat spread, and and this is why the the bikini girl that everybody thought was going to win didn't win the overall. Is because her lat spread was so phenomenal. It was only figure. I mean, it was it was one of those things. <laughs> it was so good, it was bad. <laughs> she was definitely in the <laughs> She could she could own the stage, but boy, she really took up a lot of space up there too. And you know, we had a chance to. With the thankfully, we had the photography spot sitting outside with all the uh, people in attendance, and they were asking. And there were enough competitors in that realm of the venue where we could address that problem because there was a lot of people that were really confused about why the best looking woman on stage did not win. Bikini, and I said because she was looking figure much more than she was looking bikini. And then we started explaining criteria, and then people were rubbing their chin because they understand she was out of place because the last spread was only figure. It was a figure pose last spread, and it really cost her when it came down to you know the overall because she did win her class. Uh, she won the open uh-huh. tall, but she did not win. Uh, the uh, the, I'm talking about the amateur side. So she she didn't win what she thought she'd win, but boy, her last spread was phenomenal. The only problem was oh. it was a bikini flat. <laughs> so you know, and we we got a chance to talk to her, and she was really humbled about that because she her coach had I guess he liked it just as much as we did. Said yeah, go ahead and do it, but it was like one of those no 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 <laughs> bring it up, sister. Sway that sway and chassis, but don't don't get any ladder in that spreader. <laughs> there's, there's a new quote. No, no. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. All right, Anna. Well, when we have time, we always like to um, offer our guests the opportunity to give shout outs to anyone and everyone who has been with them. On their natural bodybuilding journey, and we would like to give you that opportunity right now. All right, let's do it. So, I mean, first and foremost, of course, my family, my mom, dad, and my sister. My sister is the loudest person in the crowd if she ever attends my shows, and she's been to all but one of them. So if you've ever heard someone cheering my name and number at an IPE show, that's her. (laughs) Um, My very first coach... She was, her name is Selena Rojas. She's also a bikini pro. She is down in uh, McAllen, Texas. She's one of my closest friends, and I still come to her today about all my my competitions and whatnot. Uh, my nutritionist at that time, also Eric Estrada, also down in McAllen, Texas, where I first started. There's also my second coach, 
Also, my friend, I still keep in touch with her. She's part. Oh, she's owner of the Super Show with the NFF. That's Terry Alvarado. Great person. She's in Austin, Texas. And my uh, posing coach from the very beginning was Christy Lacotte. That's also somebody you guys probably get on your show. I don't know if you have already. Also, Bikini Pro. We have it. I think we need to now. So she's great. I still go to her for any posing issues and just to, just to chat also. She's a great person. And lastly, my new coach who I absolutely love is Cliff Wilson. been working on him for the last, I'd say, six months now. No, longer, maybe eight months. And very, very uh, excited to see what, what we bring to the stage next. All right. Very good. Kaylin, last thoughts on tonight. Well, I know any last bread can be taken away if someone hands them snickerdoodle. <laughs> so uh, it would have helped. <laughs> well, Anna, thanks so much uh, for joining us tonight and sharing with us. And uh, definitely keep us posted on what you have going on in the future. So it's been a joy. Thank you guys for having me so much. So on behalf of Bikini Phenom, Everywhere, anesthesia, dentist, last spread, no last spread. Uh, the voice of people muscle, Kaylin and I. Your body is a temple, so let's build it. Have a good night. You too.